Hey, 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 good evening, everyone, and welcome back to the Sea Report here at Q&A Holes Podcast. I am your host, Mr. C, and I am so glad to be back. I do offer my humblest apologies for not being present the past few days. Incidentally, uh, last Thursday was the last report that I was able to file with Q&A Holes before I had to go off air. It's just been a series of small little earthquakes, (laughs) small little emergencies, including uh, one uh, family medical emergency that could not wait, so it had to be taken care of. And on top of that, um, laptop dead. Uh, so, um, we are able to, uh, procure a backup and, uh, that's what's bringing me back to you guys tonight. If it's not the Wi-Fi, it's something. And I still have to figure out if I was hit with the virus or if I just, you know, mucked up my, uh, computer by, uh, the hardware or something. I don't know. I tend to lose computers every two to three years anyways, and I need to learn to save to an external hard drive from now on. And that's probably where I'm going to go starting with my next laptop that I get in, um, whenever that may be. Um, right now I don't have that, but maybe when, uh, you know, the stimulus money comes in, I can invest and upgrade, um, bring a better, uh, better reports to you guys, maybe with something that has more Ram and more drive than what I had been working with. Um, because everything had been getting, uh, you know, <clears throat> blocked up, chopped up, and delayed uh, with what we were, I've been running on. So, anyways, it's good to be back, and um, I hope you guys did not miss me too much, or, you know, maybe you're like, oh, yeah, he's finally gone. <laughs> nope, you can't keep the C down, because the C report must go on, at least for the time being, and it's good to be back. So, again, thank you all for being here with us. Um, and to those of you who will be watching the broadcast in the future. Now, um, there was so much news that I had planned for the Friday show uh, last week. And I mean, it's, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, do I go back? No, I mean, it's daily news. This is a daily news show. And like, I, we can try and like, uh, usually, especially like on a, a Monday or a Tuesday, may, maybe hop back into the weekend or maybe start the news with the recap of anything that may have happened of interest during, you know, um, the Saturday and Sunday hours. But um, we can try and intertwine because most of this is just moving the narrative forward anyways, moving more about what's going on and, and particular news items that I feel are like of interest to us or that might support or, you know, go along with uh, some of the presentation that I have to give to you guys. Because, you know, uh, aside from doing the news, sometimes I do like doing the commentary and the analysis as best as I can. Um, and I do read reports because I do like to add to some credibility, you know, and not just, you know, act like I'm saying things out of my butt because, you know, I mean, I do like to do that sometimes, but I don't ever say things without a purpose, a reason, or without genuinely believing it is true, I will uh, always, of course, uh, notify you guys if I have an error. Sometimes it's a slip of the tongue or sometimes, you know, you just miss miss some things. But, um, you know, that squirrel memory that we all tend to have, I mean, it's a little bit more advanced than the goldfish memory, but uh, it's still pretty harrowing nonetheless, especially with a short term. And, you know, if you're someone like me, but anyways, okay, so let's go ahead and get to some news. So what you guys probably saw today on the news was President Select Joe Biden, illegitimate Joe. It was his uh, first official presser as a president. Um, 
And it's like, what, 60 days later or something like that after his inauguration? Um, it was, I didn't get to see all of it yet. Um, I, I was uh, really busy trying to get a lot of things going today with uh, the C report, getting this everything back up, getting all my logins going. Anyway, so anyways, excuses, excuses, right? Um, it was terrible. I got to see, I mean, I, I don't mind watching some of this crap on behalf of you know, everyone else, so y'all don't have to watch it. No one's watching it anyways, you know, like, he has, like, a hundred and something viewers that watch, uh, you know, uh, um, whitehouse.gov, uh, uh, wherever they're live streaming it from, no more than a few hundred, maybe a thousand. I know at one point during one of his conferences, I saw about 127 people viewing live. Like, that is, um, I don't know, that's something else. Like, I mean, for a president, right, I make sure I get my winky ears in frame for a president to have merely 127 servants, you know, listening to him at any given time doesn't say a lot. And then it's like, how are these people moving all of this agenda forward? How are these people moving all of these ideas and, and all of these uh, Biden things uh Bidenisms, if if he's not even like being paid attention to, you know, it's all the news reporting. Obviously, it's all of that. Um, I mean, it, I mean, that's that's a, that's a given. But anyways, so Biden does his presser. It's uh, I liked. Uh, you might have seen the little click over I did there. Um, uh, they called it the depressed, uh, the depressed presser. I don't know. Uh, it was on the Laura Ingram angle. Now I was telling the guys earlier today because we just uh, were hot off the heels of a. Um, Mr. C and Magadon show. And, um, there were, we, we actually had covered a lot of topics in, on the events in the day's news. And I was telling the guys, Hey, like, do y'all know where president Trump is going to be appearing tonight? Because I had heard that he was going to be responding to Joe Biden's presser. Um, anyways, I found it. He was on the Laura Ingram angle show. Um, and that's on Fox and we're going to play it here, um, for the record, you know, because, I don't know. I mean, I, there's a lot of, you know, this is the aggregate guys. This is in the aggregate. So that's all I have to say about that. But aside from that, we're just going to listen to what president Trump had to say about Joe Biden's first depressing presser. And, um, you know, it'll be on record. I'll, I'll save this file either way. If they, uh, what mute us or block us or take this episode down or something like that. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know at this point what they'll do. I mean, everyone. Yeah. Anyways, don't we need to get into it. Let's just go ahead and get uh, this underway because it is a lengthy interview. And then we'll get into a little bit of news and uh, then we'll take it from there. Okay, guys. So let's get this guy. Let's get this baby rolling. Um, Mr. Trump. Mr. Trump on the Laura Ingram angle or the Ingram angle. Pardon me. Don't want to get that confused. Now with exclusive reaction to Biden's first press conference. Sorry about the buffer, guys. Uh, living in hard times. <laughs> All right, let's get her uh, bigger on screen. Okay, modern technology. You really got to love it. You really got to love it. Let's... Uh, Expand her and see if that helps. It's former President Donald J. Trump. Mr. President, thank you very much for joining us tonight. Um, Joe Biden is brazenly stonewalling. Hmm, I wonder if this is going to be one of the features of tonight's C-Report. 
you could see in that press conference, request for access to these facilities. And as you heard, he has no idea when access will be granted. Okay, she was... What's going on here and would you get away with this? She was buffering for a minute. Oh, that's what she wants to do. She wants to play a commercial. No. Sorry, guys. Tech diffs, tech diffs. She looks like she's loading on up. We'll get her on screen in just a sec. No, I wouldn't. And we had the border, the most secure, they say, in 20 years. But really, I think from the beginning, it's never been like this. We built almost 500 miles of wall, and it was new wall. You Wow, I had figured this might happen. So I do apologize, guys. I have not been able to hear this yet. I'm very, very, very disappointed. Uh, let me see here. There's got to be something else we can do to get this baby to work. Okay, let's see if that helps any bit. She just keeps on reloading and reloading. Okay, guys, just one more moment. So, yeah, so he spoke with her. Like I said, it's a good 20, 26-minute video, but if she doesn't play, I won't be able to show it to you guys. Okay, let me try a quick reload. Goodness gracious, I might have to forego this and we may only have it on the audio portion of our report because this is no bueno. All right, just a moment, guys. Uh, it's going to go into commercial mode. And you know what? I just I think I'm just going to go ahead and and nix it for tonight. But yeah, he was on Laura uh, Ingram's show, The Ingram Angle, um, and did about a 20, 25 minute video. Dare I try it again? Are we going to try it, guys? Should I? Nah, this is gonna work, okay. Yeah, it's buffering through commercials too. Okay, you're gone, all right. Okay guys, we'll get that up on the uh, Laura Ing, sorry, we'll get that up on the uh, audio version of the C Report. Uh, so that's gonna be available on um, the podcast side. All right guys, I apologize, wow, I was looking forward to it. I have not heard him uh, respond to the Biden administration and uh, their puppet up there giving a presser today. 
It's so depressing. The depressor was depressing. Now I'm kind of depressed. Okay, cool. All right, so let's just talk a little bit about news then. Um, what I was going to cover on the heels of this interview was going to be basically some of the immigration issues that have been going on. Uh, more of them as they've been continuing throughout the uh, the week. Um, again, no play-by-play this past week. But uh, what we did see was an article from, uh, let's see here, Zero Hedge had said that uh, there was... No, no, let's start with the article. We're going to start with this one. This one's a little bit more pressing. 20 House Republicans demand Biden allow media at southern border. This is an insult to free press, they say. This comes from Breitbart. 20 House Republicans called on President Joe Biden to allow press access at the southern border, calling it an insult to the purposes of a free press. In an email press release, Representative Chip Roy of Texas said the obstruction of journalists from witnessing and documenting the crisis up close is an insult to the same line they repeated three times, as defended in our Constitution, which are to inform the public and hold those in power accountable. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki said Wednesday the administration was open to providing greater access to the media via a video camera. On one of the detention facilities, she also noted it was a health concern to have increased access. Interestingly enough, I also have footage of these um, of these uh, detention camps. Um, I'm should I try and play it? <laughs> let's finish this article. Uh, let's see here. But Roy's statement pushed back, seeing <clears throat> pushed back, seeing as your administration refuses to publicly acknowledge the crisis in contradiction to demonstrate facts, denying reporters access can only be seen as a craven effort to keep the public from fully realizing the extent to which this administration's policies have created chaos. It is far worse than most realize, largely because your administration is not only mischaracterizing the crisis, but also prohibiting journalists from witnessing and documenting the crisis up close, the statement concluded. So among those who were co-signers of the bills, um, Republicans, including Tom McClintock of Cal- uh, California, Liz Cheney of Wyoming, Andy Biggs of Arizona, 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 Glenn Grotham of Wisconsin, Randy K. Weber of Texas, Ted Budd, North Carolina, Ann Wagner, Michigan, Gregory Stube of Florida, Jody Heiss, Georgia, Bill Posey, Florida, Jake LaTurner, Kansas, Paul Gassar, Arizona, Ashley Hinson, Iowa, Tracy Mann, Kansas, Lisa McLean, Michigan, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Georgia, James R. Baird, Indiana, Dan Bishop, North Carolina, Madison Cawthorn, North Carolina, and Brian Babin, or Babin, of Texas. So uh, that's another thing, because, okay, so we have had, like um, like I was mentioning, well, this happened last week when um, the governor of Texas, uh, Governor Abbott, was actually in Houston, and he was there because they were not allowing the uh they're not allowing the state of Texas into uh, the K. Haley, K. Bailey Hutchison arena where they were housing something like 14,000 male minors um, and they were not allowing them in. And so there was a lot of question about what was going on there. Why wasn't the federal government coming in? Where's the follow up, Mr. C? I don't know. I'll have to get on that, guys, because um, after all, I haven't had access. Anyways, I've been uh, preoccupied, but... 
Um, as I was saying, and, and we will follow up actually on that one. That would be a good one to follow up. Maybe we'll do it for follow up Friday because did the governor of Texas ever get in? I don't know. It's been a week. We should know these things by now. Shouldn't we, Mr. C? Yes, we should. Okay. So, um, as I was saying, they weren't letting him in. And then you have the situation down at the border where you don't even have, um, well, it was at the request actually that Biden himself go down to the border and Biden go take a look. And of course, well, not of course, this is not, I don't think this is a natural response from any type of leader or president. He was like, oh, well, I don't want there to be a big, you know, kamukas with me coming down there and national security running around, national security and security service. I think secret service, the truth is he probably doesn't really have, you know, an entourage they could identify on that grand a scale to take a trip down to Texas to support him. I mean, I don't know, like either that or he's just he 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 lost his brain the last time he was in Texas and Houston. Right. He didn't know where he was. He didn't know why he was here. And he called Sheila Jackson Lee, the pedo Jackson Lee. Surely. So, I mean, you know, and then these are just on top of more gaffes, you know, like uh, Q&A Holes podcast is taking bets on when he's going to get the 25th Amendment. So get your bets in. Call your bookie. You know what? I bet you they have a I bet you they have I bet you they have a bet on that in Las Vegas. How soon will Kamala replace Biden or how soon will Biden be out of the optical illusion of his presidency? We will find out. But anyways, getting back to the border. Because Lord knows Joe Biden's not getting back to the border anytime soon. Um, he he uh, said he looked up some State Department notes. Uh, he went to the State Department, he says, in his pajamas. No, it wasn't in his pajamas. I'm sure it was in his imagination. He was probably wafting through a field of poppies, dreaming about national security and how much he's infected in it. And then he was like, oh, I should go to the State Department and find out what's going down on the border. Someone's been telling me in my ear to do that. Oh, it's about time I listen. So that's about the extent of what he did. Um, he said he had some numbers, etc. But they did have um, a delegation of Republican representatives go down to the border, as we had seen last week also on the Sea Report. Um, so the big hoopla is now that they're not allowing press access. We can't get in there. Now, there there was some footage that has been out there now for a few days. I don't remember where the exclusive, the first exclusive footage came from. It might have been Veritas because I know Veritas was down there at the border and they're trying to, and they're being, uh, they're being escorted off property and stuff like that. Um, I'll have to find those videos again, lost in the time stream of the week. Let me attempt to play for you guys this footage that I have found. I think it comes from the Daily Caller. And this one, I guess, is exclusive to them. Um, it is not the first footage of what was going on in these detention centers. Um, video footage of the border facility everyone is talking about. Now, I've seen it. I know you guys have seen it, you know, but we're going to talk about it and document it here on the Sea Report now. And that was uh, literally just people squished together like... It, and they're sleeping like on what, like, like bubble wrapping or something like that. They have like, uh, they have like car visors as blankets and stuff like that. No, I know it's, it's, you know, a, a type of blanket or whatever, but let's see if this will play and you know, it'll really make my day. Okay. All right, let's go. It's probably going to have a commercial. <laughs> I In an era where big companies prefer PC narratives yeah. over speak. Shush your commercialness. Oh, she's, a, she's buffering. She is buffering. I think I have a new neighbor that just moved into my building. And I think that they have like a Wi-Fi damper 
or something like that. He looked like the military type. Anyways, that's just, you know, speculation and paranoia. Okay, so we'll nix that. All right, so there's going to be no video footage of <laughs> these detention camps here on the Sea Report, at least. But go and search it, etc., etc., etc. As soon as I figure out what's going wrong with the Wi-Fi now, I will make sure that we get these reports running back to uh, back to where they were. Um, and I, you know, and I've also had some feedback. I do get feedback. Um, so, you know, I was working on more house rules for presentation and stuff like that. So with that in mind, you know, we'll have to get the, uh, the electronics and the Wi-Fi supply working again. But anyways, okay, so let's get back to the border. Now, if you guys have seen uh, that footage and you know what I'm talking about, you know how, how harrowing those circumstances seem. They say some of these kids aren't getting out for like five to ten days. And then there's no telling what they've been through on the way into our country. We already know about the horrors that we, we've heard about um, during the presser. This one woman uh, asked uh, President-Select Illegitimate Joe, you know, if if uh, about this nine-year-old, I think it was a boy, who who walked all the way there from Honduras with one of his friends. Like, that is some grand journey you know what i mean like you know what the hell like a nine-year-old boy with his little boyfriend and i'm not saying they're boyfriends i'm not putting that label i'm saying his friend that's a boy like they they travel on foot from honduras to america alive just the two of them i'd love to see that movie uh i mean that's got to be uh, a novel in the works in fact someone's probably already ghostwriting that story for that nine-year-old little boy i would not doubt it and it's going to be a thousand page bestseller but um that is preposterous and they use that story and joe biden just went back to the you know the tear crying and like you know the 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 heavy heart and he was just like i i i couldn't leave a perfectly good little boy on the other side of the border starving and naked i gotta take him to my place all right mr biden that's enough out of you Okay, so let's look at our next article for today. This one is about ICE. So now that we've talked a little bit about that, um, we'll talk a little bit more about the dangers that we have from uh, this, you know, this time period. We've always had this illegal crossing and there's been crises before. There was an article I read that so adamantly pointed out that in 2019, in the summer, there was a crisis that was worse than now. And that was that all of these family groups were coming up to the border together. Like, and, and there was in numbers that were larger than we've seen now, but it was only like in one month in 2019. So of course, progressives and Dems and liberals deep staters, you know, and lemmings were all saying, oh, well, you know, it was worse during Trump, you know, so Biden's not so bad. They're already using that as, you know, their kind of way to get out of this inside themselves. But um, that's not that that was just like, uh, whoop, whoop, let me circle back and get into a squirrel moment. Um, that that was just in an example of what we're talking about with how dangerous it can be. They are talking about <laughs> I'm having a squirrel moment. I apologize. It's my first time on the Sea Report. Okay. I wanted to talk about um, the criminality that's coming over here. The danger. All that stuff. If I circle back to that other point, cool. If not, well, 
Yeah, you can help me out here. Okay, so let's just get into this article because I already forgot I was going. ICE arrests previously deported criminal who is among the agency's 10 most wanted. Um, so this one came from Just the News. The men and women of Eero, Boston, can be very proud of this arrest, which has removed an aggravated felon and known narcotics trafficker from our streets, Aero Boston Field Officer Director Todd M. Lyons said in a statement. Okay, so um, here we have 10 most wanted ICE arrests. Uh, they're taking them back and they are, they're finding that, you know, they're crossing over. And now I'm remembering my point. We're in a time period where we've always seen illegal immigration. Um, it's always been an issue in America. It's always been an issue that they're trying to push. Why? It creates voter blocks. Um, you know, it, it, and that's just one of the things. And I think that one is really the biggest reason for them wanting to push it, aside from all of the other things that um, a problem like illegal immigration can contribute to. We have seen it really bad here now. And like I said, the uh, the deep staters and lemmings were using uh, the 2019 incident as a way to kind of offset what's going on with Biden now. But now we're really seeing this when we're talking about 1400 kids or 2000 people even a day, a day per day or more coming through that border, being welcomed into those detention facilities to be processed and released into the country, this is going to be a huge crisis. And it's only going to happen more as the spring and summer months continue. Um, so now, why was it important to bring up these um, arrests? Because all of the, the crime that's coming in, as it's been said, what's going on right now at the border is not good for Anybody. It puts everybody in danger from the locals, the citizens of this country, to the migrants or illegal immigrants who are coming into our country illegally, who are being brought into our country illegally, who are being welcomed and who are being processed and who are being given a, a hotel room. Did you know that there was like, what, $48 billion of taxpayer money went to purchase uh, to rent hotel rooms in Texas but this is federal money and in California, like they act $48 billion somewhere. It's, it's taxpayer money, folks. Don't put me on the cross because I got the figure amount wrong. It's millions to billions of dollars of taxpayer money to house migrants until they can adjust to living and stuff like that. Do you see what I'm talking about? It's not good for anybody. Worst of all, the children and the crime that it brings. So as a perfect example, this article ICE has arrested these criminals. Now, that I have fully circled back and we can move forward. The article says, U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement, ICE Enforcement and Removal Operations in Boston has arrested Friendly Grandwat, <laughs> Friendly Grandois, a previously deported criminal who had been listed among the agency's 10 most wanted individuals. What a name, Friendly Grandois. <laughs> According to the charges, um, in 2005, Grandois was encountered in pretrial detention by immigration officials while pending trial on drug distribution charges in Middlesex County, ICE reported. Friendly Grandois <laughs> has been deported from the United States to Haiti in 2008 after serving time in connection with a 2006 conviction for trafficking in a controlled substance. 
The Haitian citizen later re-entered America unlawfully and in September 2019 was arrested and charged for cocaine distribution, identity fraud, and operating with a suspended license. But then in April of last year, he was released after posting bail. Even though ICE had lodged a detainer with the jail, the agency did not receive any notification. The 42-year-old man was arrested again in Mar- on March 19th and has been slapped with a charge of illegal re-entry following deportation. The men and women of ERO Boston can be very proud of this arrest, which has removed an aggravated felon and narcotics trafficker from our streets. So that's an, I would like to know how he entered, um, but that's a good example um, of some of the type of crime that goes in. Now, was this directly from Mexico? Was this a Mexican or a South American or a Central American? No, but cartel and the likes do use those methods to bring in drugs. It's trafficking, uh, drug trafficking, human trafficking, etc. Y'all know, y'all know, y'all know. But that is an example. Now, let's take it a little closer to home. Two Texans charged in fatal human smuggling crash in Texas near the border. This is from Breitbart. Federal prosecutors in Del Rio, Texas, filed charges against two Texas Texans in connection to a human smuggling attempt that ended with a fatal car crash. The crash occurred during a police pursuit that resulted in a rollover, which killed one migrant and injured three more. On March 4th, 2021, a Texas Department of Public Safety trooper attempted to stop a 2010 Toyota Corolla for speeding. The driver of the vehicle, later identified as 18-year-old Bianca Michelle Trujillo Lopez, failed to yield and led police on a pursuit, according to the federal court documents obtained by Breitbart, Texas. The pursuit reportedly reached speeds of nearly 120 miles per hour, the complaint states. Trujillo Lopez lost control of the vehicle on a curve, causing the vehicle to crash and flip multiple times. The crash caused one of the uh, rear passengers, later identified as a Mexican national illegally present in the United States, to be ejected from the Corolla. Three other passengers sustained serious injuries, two listed as critical. Police arrested Trujillo Lopez and her front seat passenger, Isidro Rodriguez, Junior, 28, and I happen to know Mr. Rodriguez, both U.S. citizens on charges related to human smuggling. A federal grand jury in Del Rio returned a four-count indictment against the two Texans, uh, Texas residents. The pair are charged with one count of conspiracy to transport illegal aliens resulting in death, one count of transporting an illegal alien resulting in injury, and one count of transporting an illegal alien resulting in serious bodily injury, the prosecutor stated. Two defendants face up to life in prison if convicted in connection to the death of the migrant in the failed human smuggling attempt. They also face up to 20 years in prison if convicted on the charges related to the injured migrants. Trujillo Lopez is being held on bond awaiting a trial date. A bond hearing for Rodriguez is set for April 7th, according to the federal officials. So that is another interesting fact. And, you know, and these these are stories that are present in the media that deal with like obviously this this terrible situation where you have migrants coming in with their coyote and apparently this person had no experience whatsoever and I'm not saying that I do but like you wouldn't you go through a police trap you speed you 
risk their, was it worth it? You know, you risk their lives, you end up dead, you end up injured, you know, like these are, these are the stories that we're seeing in the news. You know, we're not even hearing about the stories like what we had reported on last week um, from uh, Steve Bannon's war room where he had one of his men down at the border and they're finding, you know, panties, kids' panties with condoms and lubricant. And I honestly, I, I don't know. I don't know, guys, you know, and and that's something that you won't see on the legacy media and the mainstream news. But these are just illustrations of how this is um, this is detrimental. This is deadly. This is disastrous. This is a crisis for all of us really uh, moving forward on that. But um, not only that, but then uh, this is where we have the zero hedge report. Um, HHS reveals thousands of unaccompanied minors have tested positive for COVID-19. Um, and this says the Department of Health and Human Services <clears throat> whistleblower revealed to Axios that nearly 2,900 unaccompanied minors have tested positive for COVID-19 after arriving at United States government shelters over the past year. 2,900. Um, that's quite a bit, guys. And uh, it says, and, and yet we're worried about that, right? We're worried about, we're so worried about it. We're so worried about uh, the sham, shamdemic, um, this COVID-19, uh, you know, where we do have states that um, are releasing the muzzle from uh, their population, like Texas and Mississippi. And now we hear Arizona and Utah are following foot also. Um, you have at the same time this administration and, and, and all of these, uh, you know, mer- puppeteers, really, all these puppeteers surrounding president-elect illegitimate Joe fall on your head, fall on your butt, you know? Um, and, and the whole thing here is that, like, they're allowing these in. You have them saying it's not a crisis. You know, th- th- that's not a crisis. Even even Biden's new, what, uh, secretary of, of not health and human services, that's who we're talking about. Uh, the Mexican guy, anyways. Um, he, <laughs> that sounds terrible. Um, the one, the one, the one who the tranny's working for, I cannot remember his name, Becerra. Becerra is his name. B-E-C-E-R-R-E-R-A or something like that. Becerra. This guy who was appointed, he, he doesn't think this is a crisis. None of, none of them think this is a crisis. And even, even... Democrats who are complaining about it, like Henry Cuellar down here in Texas, he he might be complaining about it, but he's towing the line. And he's lucky that my computer broke on Friday because he was going to be featured in that report and everyone's going to see his face. And he basically saying, oh, well, uh, the whole thing about immigration is um, they look at the pull factors and not the push factors. They look at everything that the Republicans say, but they don't look at the side, the other side of the coin. In other words, I guess what he's saying is you look at the American side. You don't look at the world side. You look at the United States side, but you don't look at the migrant side. Well, let me tell you something, Mr. Cuellar, if... uh, uh, you didn't have a president saying that they could come and uh, six months or wait, six weeks, uh, 60 days down the line, start saying not to like backpedaling. You got another, you, ha- you have no idea. You can go and find President Biden flags in migrant t- ta- shanty towns, uh, wherever they're holding them. Uh, um, it was it was brought to my attention that even even across the border, they're wearing shirts that say President Biden. How is, did, did Abuela and Mama and Papa from Honduras mail the Biden shirts up to Mexico for them? So, or did they send them with the Biden shirts? Like, 
Because apparently, they're only hearing about this from their family. They're not hearing about this from their government. Well, you know what, Mr. Cuellar? Maybe their family is saying, the government is saying you can go. Biden said it. I mean, how stupid do you think we are? And then you want to you wanna act like you're taking care of an issue. You want to act like you're taking care of something that's really a disaster and a crisis level at, in our state. And yet you're still going to play the politics. Really, you're still going to really play the same politics. It's that's bubkiss, Mr. Cuellar. And I hope they take your job. But anyways, you're legally elected anyways. So let's get back to this article because this is just it's it's insane. The amount of a uh, uh, two facedness. I'm, 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 a, I'm a, a lack of words for it. Like the double standard. There we go. This is an intensely deadly double standard. OK, so uh, it says of those tested positive. Just 3% are currently in isolation after arrival. 3% of 2,900. Um, According to the report, which suggests that the number highlights the staggering challenges in trying to manage a child migration crisis during a pandemic, while weighing human rights and child welfare concerns against immigration laws. And while COVID-19 minimally affects children, it's possible they may transmit the virus to HHS employees. Perhaps more notable is that uh, the Biden administration's fear-mongering over the ongoing scourge of COVID, requiring us all to make great sacrifices in order to flatten the curve. All right, this is just some rhetoric in here. Okay, more via Axios. Okay, so this is what they had to say from Axios as well. About 7.4% of tests given to unaccompanied minors in the past year turned out positive. According to the HHS stats, the positivity rate in general is what was anticipated and planning has resulted in a robust response. HHS spokesperson Mark Weber told Axios, there are more than 200 facilities in 22 states. 22 states. Now, that's another thing that I'm talking about. Why do they have these facilities outside of border towns? Like, they shouldn't even be allowed. Like, they should not be at the border and be like, okay, we're going to bust you over to Nebraska now. We have a facility for you there. No, they should not even have them in there. They should not even allow them to be held in the interior of the country. That's just my thought. I mean, I say they should be held at the border they're closest to, even if that's the east or the west coast. Okay. All right. Or, or, or the peninsula of Florida. Anyways. Okay. Um, the positivity rate. Okay. But the positivity rate has been higher about 10% at the Carrizo Springs shelter in Texas. That is the shelter they just reopened, um, against a lot of people's desire. And it's just South of San Antonio. Um, All right. Uh, In Texas, opened last or just outside San Antonio, opened last month as the first overflow shelter to be used by the Biden administration. Youth are tested upon arrival, Weber said, and those who test positive are taken to a negative pressure medical isolation bed on site and get around the clock care. Carrizo Springs has 180 nurses, doctors and medical personnel, 12 epidemiologists and two public health experts. 
Um, let's see. Since March 24th, 2020, HHS conducted 38,932 COVID-19 tests on unaccompanied minors entering federal facilities. Of that, 2897 had lab-confirmed diagnosis, while 2578, 2,578 um, have recovered and moved out of medical isolation. According to the agency, there are currently 319 unaccompanied children in medical isolation no telling what other kind of isolation. After crossing the border, unaccompanied minors are first placed in border patrol stations for processing. Customs and Border Protection does not test migrants while in their custody, relying on local public health agencies, non-governmental organizations, and health and human services. And then, uh, meanwhile, the Biden administration plans on opening a second facility to house migrant children in Texas after reaching capacity at other facilities. The new shelter in Creaso Springs will be able to house an additional 500 children. Now, y'all have heard about the um, tent uh, cities or the tent um, camps that they have. Now, I hadn't seen – those are what we have in those pictures, uh, in the footage that we weren't able to see. Because <clears throat> when I was first told about it, before they had images of it, really, I was thinking they are like, you know, I don't know why. I was just like small tents. <laughs> huge facility it's like a big structure and it's a big old tarp you know and like what kind of environmental protection ooh, environmental protection would that give like from the elements you know they, they would be naked to the elements like what if it were freezing cold like we just had a freeze in texas and this was going on shoot i mean did we even consider what was going on with that kind of stuff during that time because i don't know i mean it snowed pretty hard here in Texas, so <laughs> I've never seen snow like that. And I know it's, I know there's harder snow, but I mean, that was pretty interesting. That's pretty crazy. Um, Texas Governor Greg Abbott officially lifted the mandatory mask mandate on March 10th, as we were saying. Uh, two weeks later, the state's COVID-19 hospitalizations have decreased by 21%. The rolling average number of daily new cases decreased by almost 2,199. Over the past two weeks, a 36% drop. So uh, that was just a little new snippet on what the COVID um, situation is looking like in Texas. I mean, it's too early to tell. Mm -hmm. um, and of course, causation cannot be correlation as uh, this article. So I think this is from the right scoop, that little one paragraph I just read. Um, but again, so you see you have here. Apparently, once we went maskless and people were happy, maybe it's because the depression lifted. <laughs> We have vaccines. Our governor says it's safe. No one's depressed. The immune system goes up, you know, and, and then, you know, COVID numbers go down. Or maybe it's because it was never a real thing anyways. Maybe it has something to do with the testing, right? Um, we'll have to see. But the numbers are going down. And if it continues on that trend, I'm sure that they're just going to bring more, you know, COVID infested illegal immigrants into Texas to try and, you know, circle back to the way it was last March in the country and the world. All right, guys, that is all the news I have for tonight. Uh, I apologize again about the technical difficulties. I really wanted to share the Trump interview guys with y'all. And that's basically what I prepared for tonight. And that's why I don't have additional news. Um, but we will be back tomorrow and we will also be doing a special report soon. And uh, we'll see you guys then. So thanks for tuning in. Make sure you visit us at uh, qnaholspodcast.com. 
keep up with the guys and the crew and everything that's going on and also news and, and opinions, you know, uh, visit us there. Also, uh, check in with us at, uh, Q&A holes at, uh, Patreon, qnaholespodcast.com patreon.com slash QA holes podcast so you can get on with us in discord where there's an even more bounty of information available for you all at your fingertips um, before it all goes away and then last but not least don't forget to see us at tiktok which is QA holes podcast q oh sorry it's q a holes podcast and that's our tiktok handle our twitter handle is at q and a holes um, so that should do it for now. We will see you guys manana. Have a great night and stay good, America, because we still love you. Thank you.